Hi, homies. This is Sarah. And this is Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. a good Easter. Yes. Whether you're religious or not, I'm not, so I'm just going to hang out with mom tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to have ham. We're well, actually, have ham. that was yesterday. Well, technically, I mean, but as it, once you're listening, it was yesterday. Yeah. All I asked for was deviled eggs. So. We are having deviled eggs, ham, party potatoes, mm, party potatoes, and green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. And I made a tie-dye cake. Yep. It's very pretty. It's gorgeous. Pretty. Gorgeous. Pretty. Anyways, yes. so I did ask on Twitter what you guys like and dislike, whatnot. And Samantha. Samantha. What's up, Samantha? I don't even know Samantha. <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyways, she's like, I love the banter at the beginning. So guess what? It's staying. And she loves to hear about Jason. Yes, she's on board about Jason. And I don't know about the garage yet. We'll keep you updated. But I don't like having new neighbors. I'm going to say that (laughs) right now. I do not like it. But on the topic of ghosts, so autopsy of a horror movie, Brucker, he said something about Zach from Ghost Adventures. Well, I watch Ghost Adventures while I work, it's just on background noise. But last night, I watched one of their newer episodes, and I was actually terrified. Like, it actually scared me where I had to turn on an extra light and then watch Trailer Park Boys to go to sleep because I was actually scared. And then, of course, heard a knock in the kitchen to where not only I heard it, but so did Stormy. And my mom thinks that my apartment is haunted because I have caught stuff before on my camera. I've actually caught a growl in the kitchen. That's fun. And it shows Stormy. This is before Coco was even born. But um, you hear the growl in the kitchen and Stormy, like, looks towards the kitchen right when it happens. Like, she heard it. Mm. And I've heard a, I don't know if it's a hello or whatnot on my camera, like, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So I've stopped looking at my camera. <laughs> Anyways, that was my little ghost update. Dude, I sent out, I said I sent out a Snapchat with my head on backwards like this, whatever. And I was like, always looking like a lesbian, which not not lesbians. I'm bi, so fuck it. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, look, I'm like a lesbian with my hat backwards. And my friend replied and she tried to put a hat on backwards and she was like, it just doesn't look right on me you know whatever and she's like she was making fun of herself okay so I'm just gonna say what she was saying because she doesn't like the way she looks she's like I look like I should be living in a trailer park drinking bush light and I was like funny I actually just bought six pack a tall boy bush light and IV on my way to Ashley so what's up I mean I've been watching trailer park boys I know it's in (laughs) Canada but they do not drink bush light they don't. They love their hash. I've already seen the whole thing, and I've just been rewatching it. Background noise when I work in my office, but 
Speaking of office and working and all that stuff, my laptop took a shit. Basically, my startup disk, they're like, oh, it's gone. It's not there. I'm like, where did it go? Did it go on vacation? Like, how does it just disappear? Jason, return your startup disk. Because I don't want to spend more money on another laptop. Yes, I have an Apple. I don't want to hear, oh, it's because it's an Apple. I've had it since 2015, but that's not the point. I'm an Apple user. I don't need to hear Apple shit. Okay? That's all I'm going to say because I have not been happy about it. So my research is now limited. (laughs) We had an email last week from Homie Jordan. Oh, Homie Jordan, yes. Which I... I was so excited. I mean, it was exciting to get an email anyway. So it's always wrong. exciting. Yeah, and for sure. Anytime anyone emails us, I get s- super excited. I just like, hit all my rings because like, I exercised today. But I opened it and I text Ashley. I'm like, go check our email right now. <laughs> she's like, what? I don't see it. And then she's like, oh, they signed it, homie Jordan. And I'm like, I know. It was just, it was really excited. They were wanting to know, or li- I hit my mic. They were making sure that we knew that um, there had been an arrest made in the Anita Knudsen case that I went over in episode 10, I think it was. Yeah, uh, we've talked about the arrest since it's happened, but... We did, and, and maybe Homie Jordan didn't get to listen to all of it, or maybe she skips the banter, so hopefully she doesn't so she can hear this part. But I will repeat that, yes, the Anita Knudsen, the... She was a freshman in college just after that first year, found stabbed to death in her apartment. Her roommate was supposedly alibied with her parents all weekend, but they did end up arresting the roommate, Nicole Rice is her married name, uh, for the stabbing death of of An- Anita. She is out on bail right really? now. But, oh, yeah. She got out on bail like right away. And actually... She had been uh, a bail jumper previously. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, according to a 2012 affidavit from McHenry County Court, 34-year-old Nicole Rice, then known as Nicole Bakken, failed to appear in court in McHenry County after pleading guilty to two counts of issuing checks without sufficient funds. Mm. So yeah, I know someone else who should have been arrested for that, but I digress. But we will definitely keep everybody updated on that. But and we I'm, appreciate the the reach out. Home yes, Jordan. and I was going to say I'm very interested to see what evidence they had mm-hmm. to after all this time arrest her. I'm I very interested. I think I saw something about her parents might be facing some sort of charges Obstruction. of like yeah or accessory after or something because they lied because they yeah like as yeah. they should be right fuckers i mean i mean I, parents allegedly parents are gonna protect their children i guess but yeah but also if they stab someone to death maybe not they should like get what's coming to them true i you know. I, I fully agree thought there was something else. Also, I, I had something. Sure. Um, yes. After our episode, <laughs> I raised my hand. She was raising her hand. <laughs> um, after the last episode we recorded before, 
And then that night that we recorded, there was a mass shooting in our town. That whole thing. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends, everyone who knew the victims. That happened at a nightclub that I didn't even know existed downtown. But it was was very sad. Shooting, but it still killed two people, wounded 10 others, and one of them wasn't critical. Last I knew. I don't know if anything has changed. It's crazy. And then the police were like, don't panic. Sucks, but the the shooter accomplished what they wanted to, that they they got their target. I don't know if they were just shooting wildly. It's so close to home. A mile, two miles maybe? Mm, Yeah, a mile, mile and a half probably. But, yeah. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what I, news I have. And, you know, speaking of news, Ashley doesn't know, I mean, we're never, we never know what we're in for when we come in here for our recording sesh. Um, I decided that... Is this news to me as well? I mean, yes. Okay. This cool. is, I've mentioned it before that I kind of wanted to do... Did you write a book? No. Okay. I'm not as cool as Elena. I'm I just in general. No. I mentioned before that I wanted to maybe do some episodes covering bizarre news, like bizarre shit, like crazy yeah. extreme stuff. So that's what I went with this week. Okay. I, uh, we got a new schedule at work, so I'm working a like 10-hour day, a half day, a 12-hour day, Ooh. and then a normal day on Saturday. So like, I was all over the place trying to get used to some of that and whatnot, and I was like, you know, I'm going to gather some... some Bizarre news is what I'm going to call it. So I've been reading a lot of that lately, to be honest. And it won't be like necessarily all brand new news, but stories sure. from, you know, around the area. I'm probably going to come up with some sort of like dee 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 like music to put in and be like, and this is bizarre news from the Midwest. Because I'm a fucking loser. Please do. And I'm literally, I'm just going to read some of these very short, whatever, and we can laugh and discuss. Not all of them are laughs worthy, I suppose, but. Ooh, ooh, and I decided I was going to make you guess what state these are from. I oh. did keep them in the Midwest, but. So no Florida. No Florida, even so there's though no they alle- all sound like Florida Okay, stories. so like there's no alligators no hate, going Florida. through. N- n- no hey. hate, But it's I a known fact that there's some weird shit that goes down in Florida. Most. Everything that happens in Florida is like, it's Florida. But do have to say, so there's no alligators being thrown through a drive-thru window because they're mad at... today, at least. Okay. (laughs) Did that happen? I mean, I'm sure it did. It did. Oh, God. A bank robbery suspect was easily tracked by the police after he handed handed his ID card to the bank teller. (gasps) On Monday, June 4th, and this was back in 2018... 51, at the time, year old bank robbery suspect David William Menser walked into a bank in blank, handed a bank teller a note stating he was armed and needed money. Franklin County Sheriff's Office stated that Menser walked into... Wait, Franklin County? There's... Every every state can have Franklin County, so... Yeah, yeah. Franklin County Sheriff's Office stated that Menser walked into Huntington Bank at... 1880 Hillard Hilliard Rome Road he approached the bank teller 
and handed over a note demanding money. The note read, quote, I have a gun. The teller handed Menser a stack of cash, including a die pack. Menser returned the die pack and placed it on the counter. Like, nope, not Yeah, like, no, nah, I don't want that part, thank you. So he was smart enough to know it was a die pack. Yes. But. But. Menser, who was not satisfied with the stack of cash received, he demanded more money from the electronic cash recycle machine. Um, the teller told Menser that the machine required an ID card to withdraw money. The suspect handed over his driver's license. <laughs> David was easily identified due to him giving his ID to the teller. A warrant was issued for his arrest, and he was subsequently arrested on June 15th. <laughs> David William Menser was charged with aggravated robbery and threatening with a deadly weapon. He is, or he was being held in Franklin County Correction Center. He was also accused of robbing three additional banks in the few weeks prior to that. Rob a bank and just give me your ID. So I do have to say mm-hmm. that when I went into my bank, it was like after COVID, mm. they said a guy walked in, not their bank specifically, but another branch walked in and said, and they're like, oh, didn't have a mask on. They asked him to put a mask on, so he did, and then he robbed him. Oh, Jesus. It's like, you can literally wear a mask into a bank at this point, because they require it. Right. And, and you, you don't didn't. to share, like, and just showing your whole face, and then he robbed him. But anyways, um, state? Yes, state. Missouri. Wrong. Arkansas. That's not the Midwest. Kentucky. That's not the Midwest. Central time. They are central time. <laughs> They're central time, but so is the fucking middle strip of Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now it was in Ohio. Columbus, okay. Ohio. So shout out to Ohio. What's up? The next bizarre news story is titled, Ejaculating on your colleague's food is not a sex crime in Minnesota. Um, oh, it's in Minnesota. Fuck, I gave you Minnesota. God damn it. That's fine. Um, Pause. Pause. This reminds me of a recent one where a teacher used her husband's semen Uh. and put it in cupcakes and then fed it (gasps) to her. Yeah, it was all over Daily Mail. Oh, my God. Yeah, gross. She's in a lot of trouble. Well, yeah. Um, this This article was from March 23rd, 2015. And then it was updated December 6th, 2017. Uh. Let's be clear, leaving any bodily fluid in your colleague's food will get you into trouble in Minnesota, and it's ill-advised. But at this point, it is unclear what charge you'd be convicted of. To that end, a man was just cleared of sex charges after admitting that he ejaculated into his co-worker's coffee Ew. and on her desk at work. A judge found that Robert... Derp. A judge found that John Robert Lind's Creepy behavior didn't qualify as criminal sexual conduct, even though his victim drank the tainted coffee. Okay. Pause. Um, Wouldn't you see that in coffee? I don't like, know. I, I don't know. I don't want to think about it, really. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't want to even speculate on what, how it, no. Mm-mm. Maybe it sank. That's kind of what I thought. And I was like, I don't even want to. I don't Anyways, continue. At least at this time in 2015, Minnesota law doesn't cover indirect bodily fluid contact. In other words, Lynn's non... 
By the way, some of the wording and like the writing of these articles is fucking because they're not proofread. Gold. No, oh. I mean the way that they. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, in other words, Lynn's non-dairy creamer doesn't qualify as criminal <laughs> sexual conduct because he didn't ejaculate directly onto his victim. Oh my god. <laughs> It's not. My God. But yeah, I read it like non-dairy creamer. I'm like, zing. (laughs) Bazinga. (laughs) According to the district court judge Patrick Diamond's ruling, the charge in part defines sexual contact as, quote, the intentional touching with seminal fluid or sperm by the actor of the complainant's body or the clothing covering complainant's body. Luckily, there's a good chance that this law is about to change again a few years ago. Um, Minnesota Bill 889 proposed by Representative Deborah Hillstrom would make, quote, adulteration by bodily fluid a misdemeanor. And then you tack on a felony if a person ingests the adulterated substance and force felony convicts to register as sex offenders. And then the next sentence, after Lind got off easy, he was recharged with indecent exposure, but it remains to be seen whether he'll be convicted on any charges. Uh, So I have a question. Okay. So you just pulled it out at work? Apparently. And just whacked it right there. I am very thankful I work from home. Because <laughs> if I, that happens here, then we really have an issue. Like, real. there's a real problem if that ends up on my desk. Because that means someone is in my apartment. Ghost semen. Ew. I mean, ah. Uh. <laughs> Ectoplasm. Ectoplasmen. Is this ASMR? <laughs> Jizz. Um... All right, this one I will remember to leave out the state because it was in the headline of the other one, and I'm an asshole. Uh, police find suspect hiding in an oven. This is Florida. From- <laughs> Not Florida. April 9th, 2016. A wanted woman hides from the police inside her modified oven, but gets caught, obviously. Clearly. Gabrielle Looper, 25, from blank, had a warrant for her arrest due to probation violations. The police began a raid on her mobile home on March 31st after receiving a search warrant. Immediately on entry to her mobile home, the officers were attacked by Gabrielle's dog, who bit one officer on the hand, and the dog was subdued with the use of a fire extinguisher, which is... Um... Weird? Um, no. That's not the word I want. Um... Ingenious. It was an ingenious way to subdue the dog. That the fuck. Uh, yeah, I was struggle busting hardcore. I'm only on a second beer, so it's not that. But yeah, an ingenious way of subduing the dog. Uh, when conducting the raid, they searched her home and found Joseph Crawford, who was arrested and charged with interfering with official acts. I fucking no idea who that was. Boyfriend, friend, rando. No idea. One oddity that the deputies noticed is that Gabrielle Looper's home had two ovens in the kitchen. Whilst walking past one of the ovens, one of the officers saw some movement in the oven. He opened the door. The officer was startled, seeing Ms. Looper hiding inside the small space. 
the oven had been modified with the bottom cut out so she could hide herself and other people, it says, away from the law. So it was made specifically for that. Specific hidey hole to, like, try to, yeah. You would think you'd, like, paint the inside of the oven window then black. That way, like, you couldn't see in if you were moving. I mean, I didn't think about that because I don't do illegal shit. I mean, I'm not going to hide in my oven. But the oven was not functioning and was... Obviously. And it wasn't plugged into the main outlet. Gabrielle was arrested and charged with violating her probation. Looper had just recently given birth to a child three weeks before, <laughs> which is was, at the time, currently being looked after by the grandmother. Would you like to guess what state that was? Missouri. No. Mississippi. No. Midwest. Nebraska. No. Illinois. We're going to have to limit you on your guesses. Illinois. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Iowa, bitch. <laughs> Guthrie Center. Central Iowa, right? I couldn't tell you, honestly. I've seen it on a sign before, but that's it. The next bizarre news. Oswego man charged with stealing vases from cemetery and many other charges. Because this is just a fucking dick move right here. Let me tell you what. Over 100 bronze vases, or vases, used to display flowers were stolen from a cemetery in Kendall County. This is from October 2nd. Oklahoma. 2013. Again, not the Midwest, Ashley. You just had one in Oklahoma. No, I didn't. I had Ohio. Same thing. (laughs) An Oswego man and a Sugar Grove man have been charged on multiple counts following the theft of bronze vases from a Kendall County Cemetery. I almost said ceremony. The incident began on August 28, 2013, when Kendall County Sheriff's deputies went to the Lincoln Memorial Cemetery, 700 block of Route 30, and for the report of possible theft of bronze cemetery vases. Why? Excuse me. Hold on. They found that over 100 vases used to place flowers at the gravesite had been stolen. They are valued at more than $500 a piece. That's why. It's like the Cadillac converters, even though they're not even worth that much, I don't think, once they're cut, but it's been happening here. Following an investigation, two men, one David Ryan, 29 years old, of Oswego, and Vincent Turrell, 33, of Sugar Grove, were found to be suspects after a number of stolen vases were recovered. It was found that Ryan was wanted on an active warrant out of Montgomery Police Department for retail theft, and on September 11th, sheriff's deputies attempted to apprehend him in the 100 block of Route 30, where it was determined the two men were living. However, after being met with physical resistance, the men escaped. Deputies provided... The police department with information that led to Ryan and Turrell's arrest for a similar theft in progress at Rose Hill Cemetery. Both were charged in Cook County with theft and Turrell was also charged with possession of burglary tools and a controlled controlled substance. Uh, They were both charged with unlawful vandalization of a grave, a class 2 felony, and theft, which is a class 3 felony. Um, Ryan was also charged with aggravated battery to a police officer, class 2 felony, resisting a police officer, class A misdemeanor, and um, from, oh, from the attempted apprehension on September 11th, 
Terrell was also charged for that incident with aggravated assault, class 3 felony, obstructing a police officer, and driving with a revoked license, both, both, both class A misdemeanors. The sheriff's office was able to recover a large number of bronze vases, and following court proceedings, will try to return items to their rightful owners. Yeah, I didn't, I wouldn't have ever thought to rob grave sites of their bronze vases. Right. But I'm also not a shitbag, so. Right. Yeah. So my question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're worth 500 Uh-huh. Where? Because apparently they still have them in their possession, so they didn't actually sell them. I think there was another article I had pulled up about this particular thievery. Oh, maybe it's the other guy. There's an, apparently there's a thing. There's multiple people that have done it. One guy got turned in from a pawn shop, or no, a scrapyard. It was a scrapyard. Because again, assholes. Um, uh, any guess on this state? Missouri. No. Kansas. Nope. Illinois. I have to limit you to like two guesses. Wisconsin. No. Wait, did you say Illinois two states ago? Yeah. Yeah, that was, you were rapid fire. Well, I don't really know what you consider the Midwest. Well, it's North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. Indiana is not the Midwest. It is. I didn't. They are Eastern time. It doesn't matter. Christ on a crotch. That's what I can I'm pretty sure the Dakotas end up getting over towards the Rocky Mountain time, too. Oh, shit. It's just how, how, whoever decided it is. This one's really pretty good. <laughs> the next story on Bizarre News. <clears throat> From May 9th of 2018. Man had sex with car's tailpipe and kept going after police arrived. <laughs> this is another one where they fucking... Uh, the first sentence, he was ramming his car. <laughs> if you could see the look on my face right now. <laughs> An inebriated man in can Fuck! In Canada. Ashley. You just... No, I didn't. What'd you say? But also, Canada is not in the Midwest. I know. That's why I was like, why are you saying Canada? I didn't say Canada. An inebriated man was shot with a stun gun by police while having sex with the tailpipe of a vehicle. Newton police responded to a call about a naked man underneath a car in an apartment parking complex, according to a newspaper. Police arrived to find the man, 24 years old, with the car, surrounded by several people watching in horror. (laughs) Lieutenant Scott Powell of the Newton PD told Oxygen.com, The man was completely oblivious to the people around him, including the police. The man kept having sex with the tailpipe even after cops arrived. So they tased him when he ignored their orders. The man, who has not been identified, was taken to an emergency room because he had a .35 blood alcohol level. How is he not dead? Which is potentially life-threatening. He was also suspected of being on drugs, police said. Police wrote a recommendation that the man face misdemeanor charges for lewd and lascivious behavior. Uh, But Lieutenant Powell told Oxygen.com the man has not been formally charged and was not arrested either. And then he quoted, he was under the influence. I don't know if he had other medical issues wrong with him or not. Did the vehicle give him consent? I bet not. 
words. <laughs> I, I don't have any words. I don't know what else to say. That has to be Florida. I know it's not in the Midwest, but. <laughs> no, it was Kansas. I wonder how much that would have sold on like Pornhub. I, I'm sure people had their phones out. I'm like at that point, like. Sure. You're, you're mean, not going to believe this, guys. Right. You won't believe me. So here's Check the video. This out. And as much as those were all wild and crazy and what the fuck, but I figured I'd end on a little bit nicer, positive, but still bizarre story. The West Side Baptist Church explosion at 7.27 p.m. on Wednesday, March 1st, 1950, the church building exploded in what was believed to be a natural gas explosion. The explosion should have resulted in serious injury and or fatality to the 15 members of the church choir who normally met at 7:25 p.m. on Wednesdays for practice. However, by bizarre coincidence, no one was in the building when it exploded. Every one of the 15 members were late for one reason or another. And the pastor was normally very adamant that no one was late, mm-hmm. but even he himself, who actually lit the furnace that exploded, lit it obviously prior, but had returned home for the time being. He and his wife and daughter were late as the daughter's dress was soiled and the wife was ironing another. Uh, One choir member, a high school sophomore, was late due to problems with her geometry homework. Two members that were sisters were late as their car would not start and their alternate ride was the member with the geometry problem. Another member and her daughter were late as she had to attend to matters at her mother's house before arriving. Yet another member was working on an important letter. I don't know of what, but, you know. Uh, One member waited until the last possible minute before leaving due to the cold weather. Another member, taking care of his two sons, was delayed and did not realize until the last minute that he was late. The pianist had planned to arrive 30 minutes early, but fell asleep after dinner, which caused her and her mother, who was the choir director, to be late. And the other two members that were high school students were late as one wanted to catch the end of a radio program and the other waited for her as they customarily went together to practice. And it was actually on uh, Unsolved Mysteries as a story that they covered. But yeah, a church there explosion was... would have killed 15 people because they said it was obliterated. Every fucking wow. one of them ran late and didn't weren't there. And you know, I've heard before like if you're running late, like, there's a reason for it. And I... Yeah, it. that's... That's some reasons. It's bizarre. Very bizarre. And that one... But I'm glad they're all safe. Right. This incident happened in the city of Beatrice, which is located in Gage County. It was Nebraska, actually. I didn't give you a chance, but... Nebraska. That's fine. 40 so miles. I just would have continued with the same ones I've done before. <laughs> Which is 40 miles south of Lincoln on the Big Blue River. Crazy. wild shit on that one. I mean, it's a good thing that they were all late, but there was a reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, like, there was, if these people were never late and they were all late on the same day and it saved their lives, it happened because it was supposed to happen. I believe that. Mm, Yeah. Unless it was a very coordinated insurance scam. (laughs) But, I mean. Just kidding. I didn't even think of that. I didn't until just now, but like, but I you're doubt gonna that. Get, yeah, I highly doubt to, that. That are churchgoers, obviously, to be like, 
yeah, no, we'll all be late for, uh, we'll be late. No, I, this was just an extremely Did they get any money? Coincidence. I didn't see anything I doubt it. it. But, uh, yeah, they uh, all made it through to sing another day. To sing another day. Well, you know, it was, it was a choir. So, you know, those, those were my, my first stories for Bizarre News. Yeah, awesome. I have another really good one that's like my favorite thing ever, but it's it's in my pocket. I'm going to save it for another one. Okay. Hopefully people will like these little news bits. Another small update that I forgot to mention. An acquaintance of mine actually grew up on the same street as, or, well, yeah, lived, grew up on whatever, the same street in Iowa City that the Supel family lived on. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said that that house sat empty for a long time because... No one really wanted to buy it where five people were bludgeoned to death with a baseball bat. He told me that it sat empty for a long time. The city even thought about knocking it down and turning it into a park or something because nobody wanted to buy it. But finally, a single mother with, I think, a couple kids bought it because, of course, it was dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but bought it and is is giving her kids a good life there. So Awesome. Yeah. I, was like, I wonder if oh. anything is happening there, though. Right. Just because I have been watching Ghost Adventures and other ghost shows on Discovery Plus, mm-hmm. not sponsored. I wonder if that house has any... Because yeah. that's they met five brutal, people in yeah. that house mm-hmm. who lost their lives. Yeah. And I do believe. I do believe in that stuff. So mm-hmm. my friend Brent, the Gorgalore guy, he, he listened the other day. Oh, did he? Yeah. He he liked it. He appreciated our shout out to him. But we were messaging and he said something. I'm like, shit, I need to leave you alone. You're trying to listen. And he's like, yeah, I missed something. Something about fake story or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> so he went back and he's like, oh, yeah. I was expecting more like feedback on that like on social media like yeah so I'm like did anyone actually listen I know I know people did because some Mm -hmm. people did tweet about it which I appreciate but it's Mm -hmm. like you got me (laughs) and so I was like I've been really like putting it out there like did you guys listen to this yet because if you did like the end like come on guys my mom listened to it and she messaged me she's like you little shit (laughs) (laughs) I'm like apparently she listened to that one okay (laughs) Because I was not getting the connection, so. But yeah, I liked your bizarre news. With my work being kind of wonky this week and people coming off of Easter, they might not be, I don't know, they might be still in like, oh, the glory of God or, you know, sugar high because of Easter candy or God knows what. They might not be in for a full holy shit episode. So I was like, oh, I'll keep it a little bit lighter hearted for, for Monday. Gotcha. Well, you know. And also, I was going to mention this at the beginning, if anyone has followed the Pamela Hupp case, I know it's from a few years ago, but um, NBC just did the What About Pam series with Renee Zellweger, and I did tweet about it. And then Dateline has done multiple episodes. Well, they just did a new episode, like the real What About Pam. Fucking crazy. Like, this lady is evil. She sucks. Like, I won't do an episode on it because it's too popular. Multiple podcasts have done it. We stick to the lesser known. A reminder, if you want to support us by monetary means, Patreon slash Hometown Homicide Podcast. Otherwise, there's the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 
and TikTok. TikTok. At Hometown Homicide Podcast. And then, of course, Twitter at Oat Murder. And we do have our email that you can send us messages and whatnot, mm-hmm. which is podcast at hometownhomicide.com. Remember that we want to tell stories to you and not about you, so stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide. <laughs> <laughs>